Dear friends, greetings to you in Jesus' name. To begin with, let me read one verse taken from Ezekiel 22.1. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Now, son of man, will you plead? Will you plead for the bloody city? Then show her all her abominations. Ezekiel prophecy to the people of Israel following their exile to Babylon in the year 597 B.C. He prophesied from 597 B.C. to 571 B.C. His prophecy was addressed to the people in exile and also for the people who are still staying in, in Judah where a puppet king named Zedekiah was reigning as the king. Now, God sent the people of Israel to exile because of their sin and rebellion. God appointed Ezekiel as a watchman who should hear from God and warn the people. If you read Ezekiel 3rd chapter 17 to 19, Son of man, God spoke to Ezekiel, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, hear a word from my mouth and give them a warning from me. When I say to the wicked, you shall surely die. If you warn him, you will be able to escape your own soul. But if a person repents, he will be accepted. But if a person is not able to repent, he will go into perdition. But when you fail to warn somebody, when you fail to warn somebody, that person will be destroyed, but you will be carrying his blood upon you. So this is what God spoke to Ezekiel as a watchman. Now, dear friends, prophesying what God reveals to his servants is mandatory. No one should add or delete anything to the word when God speaks. So the duty of the watchman is to hear what God speaks and then pray for the recipients and speak the word of God. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, if you want to plead for the people, show them the abominations first. Show them how evil they are before me. So this is what God wanted Ezekiel to do. Now what we see in this present ministerial realm is, many people speak very comforting messages. Even when they pray, they pray comforting messages. People are so happy about it, but the effect is very less. God's purposes will not be really in their life because, as the word of God says, they say peace, peace when there is no peace. Mollifying the wounds of the people apparently inside all the dirt will be there. The problem or the cause for the problem will continue to be there. Now these people may feel they are very compassionate. Being compassionate is very specific about sin. Jesus was a compassionate person. He was a person compassionate. He was a super person of great compassion. He was very clear about pronouncing against sin, speaking against sin. So dear friends, it is imperative. The purpose of a prophet, the, the, the call of a prophet is to receive from God a word and then tell the people and pray for them. So this is what God wanted Ezekiel to do. Now, son of man, will you plead? Will you plead for the bloody city? Then show her all her abominations. This message, I believe, is relevant for the present condition in the ministerial realm. The title of today's message is Basic Condition for Intercession. Basic Conditions for Intercession. I wish to deal with this topic under four subheadings. Number one, show her all her abominations. Second, what God intended to do to the people of Israel. What about the prophets and priests and what is God longing for in this scenario? The first point is show her all her abominations. You know, when we try to pray for people, when I try to pray for you, it is imperative that I should tell you the abominations you may be having in your own life. So God wanted Ezekiel to tell the people all the abominations. Now, sometimes people do not want to touch upon certain sins of the people. 
They feel it is not really good. It is uncouth. But the word of God says, tell the people all their abominations if you want to pray for them. Number one, violence and shedding of blood. Verse 3 says, the city sheds blood in their own midst. The people of Israel were shedding blood in their own midst, killing people. Violence was there. There is physical, economic, and also emotional violence in the families and in the society today. When parents are having problems with one another, when there is emotional violence, the children are subjected to terrible violence. Their growth is impeded. Their personality growth is impeded. Many have no prayer life in them. In them. No prayer life in the family, no reading of God's word and obeying God's word. So what happens is all these problems, violence comes there. Emotional violence, physical violence, as well as economic violence comes there. The children are affected. Then what, what is the next abomination that this particular chapter speaks about? Disrespect for father and mother. Verse 7 says, In you they have made light, light of father and mother. In your midst they have oppressed the stranger. In you they have mistreated the fatherless and the widow. In many homes, children do not respect the parents. On one side, the parents are also to be blamed because they have not set before the children a right paradigm, a right path to follow. The word of God says that they have to lead the children, meaning they have to walk in the path of righteousness so that the children will be able to follow them. In many homes, it is missing. On the other side, though some home, in some homes, the parents may be very good, the children are not willing to obey the parents. The commandment with the promise that God gave when he gave the Decalogue, Ten Commandments says, Obey your father and mother, respect your father and mother, that you may have longevity in this world. Many children do not understand. When some parents become old, children do not take care of them. And also, strangers are oppressed. The orphans and widows are not taken care of. Many people, even believers, who supposedly go to the church and then become really holy, or rather right before God, they have no burden for orphans and widows. When they see needy people, they have no heart of compassion to share what they have. The third sin of this people of Israel is making idols. Verse 4 says, she makes idols within herself to defile herself. Now, you may not worship idols. At the same time, the word of God says, if you are having covetousness in your heart, when you long for material blessings of this world alone, Leaving the spiritual aspects, you are worshipping the idols. Covetousness is worshipping idols. It's an idol. And also, what happens is many people are not able to follow the Lord for himself. They follow the Lord only for material prosperity, especially in the realm of prosperity gospel preachers. They feel, well, when you pray for anything, when you ask anything, any blessing God gives you, praise the Lord, hallelujah, everything is all right. Spiritual aspects are not there. So such people worship money. The word of God says, love of money is root of all evil. They forget that Satan also can offer money for people who are willing to obey him, who speak lies and practice lies. Satan also can give money. Now, dear friends, when this happens, people are worshiping idols. That's all. And also, when you keep somebody, your husband or your wife or your child or a leader or anybody, maybe your lover, more than God, you're worshipping idols. So these people were worshipping idols and Ezekiel was asked to tell them about their sin. The fourth sin that these people were committing was despise the Sabbath and holy things. I tell you friends, God is holy. Without holiness, nobody can come near God. Nobody can please God. Without holiness, nobody can go into heaven. 
So what really happens is, under the ministerial realm, many people compromise with the things of this world. All that is happening in this sinny world, they bring into the worship. Dancing, singing, they bring into this worship. They feel it is alright. It is not alright. It is abomination before God, despising the worship place, despising the worship and also holy things of God. Now, our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Are we careful to keep our body clean and holy before God? If not, we are despising the holy things of God. Dear friends, I know a, a Christian organization where there was a young man who was taking care of the Sunday class children. It was going nicely. Another man came who was a topper there, who was in a better position there. He took away all this Sunday class ministry into him. And on Sundays, he used to show them Tom and Jerry um, cartoon. This will not help the children. So this is what's happening. Just to please people or just to gather popularity for themselves, many people defile the temple of God, defile the ministry, and they bring abomination into the presence of God. The sixth abomination that we see among the people of Israel is bribery and taking usury, forgetting God. There the word of God says, in you they take bribes to shed blood, you take usury to increase, you have made profit from your neighbors by extortion and forgotten me. Now when a person is having money-mindedness, they automatically forget God. Jesus said, nobody can serve God and mammon, nobody can worship God and also have love for money. So when you are having love for money in your heart, when you have love for prosperity of this world in your heart, you, are taking, you may take bribery. You may just uh, give money for usury, for interest, and also you forget God. This is one of the abominations that the people of Israel had had in their own life. Now, when you amass money in your own heart, naturally, love for God wanes away. The second point that you want to place before is what God intended to do to the people of Israel who were having abominations in their heart. God pronounced punishment for the people. Can your heart endure, verse 14, can your heart endure or even your hands remain strong in the days when I shall deal with you? I, the Lord, have spoken and will do it. I tell you, friends, sin must be punished. Sin can be punished. Sin will be punished. Sin was punished on the body of Jesus. When a person is not able to accept the redemptive act of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross, sin will be punished in his own life. Whatever you sow, that you reap. Galatians, when St. Paul wrote to Galatians 6 chapter, verse 78, he says, Do not be deceived, God cannot be mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap eternal life. Two things are there before us. Two paths are there. Two ways are there. Which way are we following? If we are to follow the Lord, we'll have to be very careful. Now, whatever you sow, that you reap. If you are sowing to the flesh, you reap for that. So God says, when I wreak vengeance on you, how will you stand before me? What, what will you do? So this we must understand. The third point that I want to place before you is, what were the prophets of the people of Israel doing? Verses to, from 25 to 28. The conspiracy of our prophets in their midst is like a roaring lion. Tearing the prey, they have devoured people, they have taken treasure and precious things, they have made many widows in their midst. You know, this is what's happening in many ministerial parlors. They talk to people, very precious things, 
rather very comforting things, get money, build their own life, build their own property, build their own organization. They have no real burden for souls. They are not actually get, getting revelation from God to preach God's word. Her priests have violated my law and profaned my holy things. They have not distinguished between the holy and unholy, nor have they made known the difference between unclean and clean. And they have hidden their eyes from my Sabbaths so that I am profaned among them. Now, dear friends, when we come to the word of God, we can understand what is right, what is wrong. What is light, what is darkness, what is good, what is evil. Now, unless we know it, we will not be able to preach to others what is right, what is wrong. Now, this is what had been happening among the people of Israel. Isaiah, in his uh, book, he writes, 5th chapter 20 to 21, Woe to those who call evil good, and also who put darkness for light, and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet, and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes, and prudent in their own sight. Well, I have been trying to contact some of the uh, prosperity gospel preachers who pervert God's word. They are not willing to listen. I tried my level best to talk to some of the young people who have been talking unnecessary things, perverting the word of God. They feel they know better. So here the word of God says, Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes, prudent in their own sights. So dear friends, many people are bringing unnecessary things into the worship. False prophets. Her princes in her midst are like wolves tearing the prey to shed blood, to destroy people and to get dishonest gain. And 28th verse he says, in um, Ezekiel, her prophets pla plastered them with untempered martyr, seeing false visions and divining lies for them, saying, Thus says the Lord, when they, they have, God has not spoken to them. You know, people simply say, God spoke to me, Jesus appeared before me, Jesus came and sat before me, spoke to me. It is a lie. God has not spoken to them. If God speaks to people through you, you will be telling their abominations in a clear way before you pray for them. If not, something is wrong in your own life, something is wrong in your own ministry. Now, dear friends, what is God really longing in this present scenario? Verse 30 says, So I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. How many people who are in the ministerial parlor in the ministerial realm, are standing before God, standing um, to close the gap and pray for the people, standing before God to pray for the people so that God will bless them. Many have no burden. Many have no burden. Their only burden is to become more popular. So God tells today, he is looking for a person, maybe he's looking for you and for me, looking for a person who would make a wall. You know, the evil is there everywhere. Personal life, Family life, church, and the society at large. Evil is everywhere. Evil is rampant. And though the work of God is going on in many areas, the whole, all over the world, people feel they are doing great work. But what really happens is they are not standing before the gap to cry to God for the people. Build a wall of protection by prayer and intercession. For us, for families, and for the nation. I tell you, it all begins with you. If you are not standing before God as a person, understanding your own heart condition, there must be self-understanding, there must be self-definition. Who you are, how you are before God. Often what happens is, the word of God says, when people read God's word, 
and then go away without obeying God's word. It's like a person who looks at a mirror and then when he goes away, he forgets how his face had been, how his face is. This is what happens in the life of many people. You as a believer who go to church and also do all things outwardly as a spiritual person, are you listening to God's word? Are you able to look at yourself from God's perspective? When God tells you what is wrong with you, humble yourself before the Lord. He who hides his sin shall not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them shall have mercy. So this is what you need to understand. So if you have to pray for your own your Pray for your own family. If you have to pray for your children who are wayward, you must understand that you have to pray for yourself first. Build up your prayer life. You know, in my association with people all these years, and many, quite a few people connect with me after listening to the messages through this media, and they, they tell their problems, I have this problem, I have that problem. When I talk to them about their prayer life, many people have no prayer life at all. They want somebody to pray and then get the blessings for them. This is not God's paradigm. If you have to receive your blessings from God, you must understand your abominations, what is in your heart. Unless God's light falls upon you, you will never understand where you are. You will never understand where you are. So, dear friends, God is looking for people, maybe one or two, maybe a few, maybe just a few people who will stand in the gap, pray for people. Unless the Holy Spirit is in you, you cannot pray as you ought to pray. St. Paul, when he wrote to Romans, he says, The Spirit also helps us in our infirmities because we do not know how to pray as we ought to pray. He prays for the saints with groanings that cannot be uttered according to God's will. Many people pray prayers that comes only from their mind and their lips. That's all. Their hearts are not involved. Jesus, the word of God says, these people cry unto me with their own mouth, but their hearts are far away from me. So, dear friends, what is the condition of intercession? First of all, you must know how to pray if you have to pray for other people. So, praying before God, humbling yourself, uh, keeping a right prayer life, consistent prayer life on daily basis will keep your life clean before God. You will understand your abominations. When you understand your own heart condition, you will be in a better position to pray for people who are around you. God is looking for at least one person who can pray in a family. I tell you, friends, if there is no one in your family who can really reach out to God and pray, your family is in jeopardy. Your family is in danger. God is looking for one person who understands the scenario, who understands the abominations that are done in themselves and also in the families. Then when they pray, God will definitely bless those families. So God is looking for a person who can stand before the Lord and pray with all their heart. So when you are able to have this type of prayer life, you grow in the knowledge of God. The word of God is very important. Meditation of God's word is important. The word of God is powerful. It is a two-edged sword. It is able to discern the thoughts and intents of your own heart. Then you will understand how you are before God. This assessment, self-assessment is needed on a daily basis. When you assess yourself rightly, if there is any abomination, a shade of abomination, shadow of turning away, then you will understand where you are. Come closer to God. Open your heart before the light of God. And the light of God will come into your heart. You will be free. You will be totally delivered from all your abominations. Then you will have burden for other people. Many have no burden for other people, even their own children. Sometime back when I was serving the Lord in Hindustan Bible College as academic dean, one family connected with me. 
Their daughter was a drug addict. She was into all evil that can be found. And these people are very rich, very rich. I tried to talk to them, tried to help them out. I wanted them to bring their daughter to me so that I can pray for that girl and counsel her. What happened was these two, husband and wife, they have no prayer life at all. Business people, lot of money, no prayer life at all. They never came to me again. They put the daughter in a place like an asylum where somebody was trying to take her. A girl is not a safe place for a girl to be. How many of your parents, how many of you people as parents are praying for your own children? If you do not know the abominations that are in your own heart, you will never understand what is the need of your own family. And if you are not able to understand the need of your own children, you will not be in a position to pray for them. You will not be able to tell them their abomination. See, this is what God wants you to understand today. God told Ezekiel, if you want to plead for the bloody city, Jerusalem, show them, show her, her abominations. All her abominations. Not that you like to torture your children when you find something wrong. No, it's not what I mean. What I mean is, if you know your heart condition first and then receive God's grace, you will be in a better position to talk to your own children about their abomination. Deal with them as friends. Let me tell every father, you talk, talk to your own sons, play with them, be friends to them, spend time with them. In many homes, even in the homes of some of the pastors, they have no time for their own children. Spend time with your own sons. Play with them. And when they have a problem, they must come running to you. They must come running to you. I tell mothers, talk to your own daughters, spend time with them, be with them, talk, spend time with them, so that you would be in a better position to understand why you are standing before God. I tell you, friends, what are the abominations that are there happening in your own life? One of the abominations that Ezekiel spoke to these people about is immorality, sexual immorality. A person is sinning with, I mean, other people. Immorality is there, extramarital sex is there. And also he speaks about incest. You know, in some homes, when children grow, boys and girls, sons and daughters grow, they put them together in one room. It is not advisable. I have come across many families where there is incest. And in this particular chapter, Ezekiel speaks about people who are sinning with their own daughters-in-law. Why these things are happening? Abominations are there in your own home maybe. You'll have to wake up to the reality to understand what is happening in your own home. When problems come, people feel, well, I don't know the reason. Reason you would know. When you try to talk to God, when you pray to God, you'll understand. What are the abominations that are in your own home? Is it incest between your daughter and son? Or is it incest between, in some homes, the father, they molest their own daughters. Father molesting their own daughters. How can God's deliverance come in such places? In such homes, if there is at least one person, if there is at least one person who is sincere before God, God will definitely bless such people. So, dear friends, I enumerated the abominations that were among the people of Israel. All those things are here in our own midst, in our own Christian organizations, in our own Christian families. What are we going to do? There are people who are dying outside the Christian realm. So, when we understand our own heart condition, pray for our own need, and then get the light of God, we will have sufficient discernment to understand the abominations that are in your own children. In your own children. 
When your children go to school, go to college, you cannot chaperone over them. Send a spy to look, I mean, chaperone over them and to, and to see whether they are doing right or wrong. No. When you are a person who is spiritually led of the Holy Spirit, you will understand when your children go wrong. In your own heart, you will understand the Spirit of God will guide you. Look here, this is abomination that your son is having. This is the abomination your daughter is involved in. Then you will have compassion for them to talk to them and pray for them so that they will be delivered. So dear friends, in every home, there must be at least one person who will stand in the gap, cry to God for mercy. Then the grace of God will come to every person. In conclusion, let me tell you friends, I spoke to you about the abomination that the people of Israel had and also I spoke to you about uh, what God intended to do. God cannot stand before unrighteousness. He cannot stand sin when it is unrepented of. God will wreak vengeance. What you sow, that you reap. Then he spoke about what the prophets and priests had been doing. False prophets that we have plenty these days. So what we need to understand is we have to make a difference between what is holy and what is unholy, what is clean and what is unclean, what is good and evil. Let us be clear. Only in the word of God, before the word of God, only by the help of the Holy Spirit, we will understand what is right, what is wrong. Now, what God is going longing for in this present scenario, he looks for a person. He did not say group of people. He looks for a person who can stand in the gap and then cry to, try to cry to, he is looking for a person who will stand in the gap and pray for the people on behalf of God so that God will be able to reach out to people and bless them. In the case of Israelites, God did not find even a single person. So he says, I am going to wreak vengeance upon the people. If you have to have salvation of God in your own home, in your own home full salvation, it is better. You understand your own heart condition and try to reach out to God. In conclusion, let me ask you questions, friends. Where are you? Do you know the abominations of your own heart? First of all, build your own spiritual life. A real, clear spiritual life in accordance with God's word. And then pray for the other people. But before you pray for others, show them their, the abominations of their own life. When, as a family, when you pray, definitely the Spirit of God will convict your own children, even if you do not know what are the abominations the children are having in their own life. So, dear friends, Jesus died for us. He died for us. So, when we come closer to Jesus, believe in his own atonement, and then we will receive the blessings from God, then we will be in a better position to reach out to other people. There was a rich man who was walking on a road, and he was standing in a street corner, and somebody picked his pocket. He held his hand, the, the hand of the uh, thief, and when he turned around, he saw that he was a very young man, a handsome young man. He took pity on him, took him to his own office, and uh, he spoke to him about Jesus, spoke to him about righteousness, and gave a letter of uh, recommendation so that he can go and get a job in another, another city. He said, I am giving you my name. So he just, after the name of that young person, he gave his name and said, I am giving you my name. Keep my name unsullied. Keep my name clean. So he sent him off. He did not hand him over to the police. After 15 years, when this old gentleman was in his own office, there came a family. And uh, when the family came in, he was surprised to see who it was. The, the young man whom he had helped. He and his wife and two children had come to thank him. 
And that man said, that young man said, Sir, you gave me your name. I have kept your name unsullied. We are called by the name of Jesus. Are we keeping the name of Jesus unsullied? Look into your own heart. If there are abominations in your own heart, repent before God. And if you have to pray for other people, show them their abomination and pray, God will answer. Shall we look to God in prayer? Loving Heavenly Father, how can we sufficiently thank you, Lord, and praise you for the gift that you gave on Calvary when you surrendered your Son, Jesus Christ, to die for us, O Lord? And we who believe in the Lord Jesus, we are called to be your children. Your name, names are given to, your name is given to us, O Lord. Help us to keep the name of Jesus unsullied. Help us to humble ourselves for the abominations that are in our own hearts. Help us to love you with all our hearts. And when we try to talk to other people, preach the word of God to others, give us a heart of compassion and also clarity to tell what is right, what is wrong, to speak to other people about their abominations and convict them so that we will be able to pray for them, O God. You're longing for people who will stand in the gap and pray. I pray for these people who listen to your word of God today. Make them people who are intercessors. Let them understand the conditions of intercession and become your own tools, become uh, tools in your own hands, O oh Father. Let it be for your glory. I give you all the glory. I give you all the glory. Let me have the joy in serving you till the end of my life. Amen. May the Lord bless you, friends, and may the Lord be with you.